Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. Hi, friends. It's Andrea here with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. So in the last several months, I've been talking to a lot of people about kind of as they've emerged from the pandemic and they're out and about more and all of that, many people have described how their pants don't fit, their jeans don't fit, that their pre-pandemic wardrobe was very different from their pandemic wardrobe where it was pajama pants and leggings and sweatpants that they realized that their pre-pandemic clothes fit quite differently. And this seems to be very distressing for a lot of people. And they all of a sudden were saying, oh, I have to lose all the weight that I gained during the pandemic. And there are a lot of situations where people have people gain weight and then lose weight in their lives, whether they go away to college, you know, the classic phrase is the freshman 15. And then also like after people get married, they often gain weight when they're in that happy zone in in the honeymoon phase of their marriages. And then also like when we're pregnant, we gain a fair amount of weight. And then that means our bodies are kind of on this up and down, up and down roller coaster cycle of weight gain and weight loss many times. And most people, especially when they're younger, before maybe 40, 45, and especially if they have not hit menopause yet, they can just kind of double in on their dieting efforts and cut back on their portions and increase exercise. And that's always usually worked to lose the weight. It might make people like, kind of obsessive about the food and things like that, but they felt like they could accomplish it. This is called kind of diet cycling and weight cycling also can be really risky. So the first instinct is to kind of return to the old dieting habits to shed extra pounds. But maybe we need to think that you know, our bodies are at the place where it's really more desirable. If our bodies keep coming back to a particular weight and it's hard to maintain that that weight loss, maybe our bodies, maybe we need to accept them 
at this place that it feels more comfortable. Okay, so there are a lot of healthy and unhealthy motives to lose weight. So it's really important to kind of consider this and realize this. Is the desire to drop the pandemic weight gain, is that got to do with fitting in the pants or is it an unrealistic ideal of how your body should look? You know, there's a lot of weight stigma out there and you can't really avoid that. But if we break up with diet culture and really move away from those internalized beliefs, we can get ourselves to a place where we are not stigmatizing ourselves and we feel a lot happier about that. So how do we deprogram this diet mentality? So a lot of these aspects I've talked about in this podcast. So one is focusing on intuitive eating, which I think maybe two episodes ago, two or three episodes ago, I focused on intuitive eating and how that's very consistent with the anti-diet movement in general. Also, making exercise just part of your life, not exercising in order to earn the right to eat something or to burn off calories, but just having an active lifestyle for the sake of an active lifestyle. And it feels much more natural and it makes it easier to be consistent with our exercise routines when we're taking that approach. I also say to unfollow anybody on social media that might be triggering to you. If they make you feel bad about your body or your eating or your exercise habits, say bye-bye. You do not need to have those kind of influences in your life on a regular basis. And fourthly, rethink those relationships. Are there certain relationships that you have with friends or family that people kind of shake up or kind of make you not feel particularly great about your body, your relationship with food. And I really encourage you to, if they're not on the same page with you, as far as intuitive eating or the new habits, the anti-diet habits that you're wanting to incorporate into your life, then maybe it's time to limit those relationships or maybe limit the activities that you're doing and setting clear boundaries on the conversations that you're having. If someone is upsetting you, make it clear that the comments that they're making about dieting their current diet or whatever it is that you don't want to be a part of it or you don't want that to be the conversation when you're around. And also the biggest and hardest, sometimes the hardest thing to do is really make a choice to be gentle with yourself. Practice self-compassion. Some days we backslide and we might eat foods that might make us feel not very good. But practicing self-compassion is really part of accepting that we are human, we are 
just having that self-compassion is the best way to make things stick and help yourself have better well mental well-being in the process. So a life without dieting may be really, really hard to imagine. I talked to someone this week who said she couldn't even fathom eating that way. But incorporating these pieces that I just mentioned are a really, really good way to start. And at first, especially learning to be an intuitive eater, it takes some effort. But once you get into the flow of it and aren't consistently or constantly obsessing about food and what you can and can't eat, you get all that brain space back. You're not thinking about exercise or your weight or your food. You're thinking about other things that are really, really important to you, your kids, your career, your family, and you might have more opportunity and more time because to engage in a new hobby or something that you love to do, but you might not have prioritized it because all of that brain space was being focused on dieting and getting down to a particular weight. All of this is to say that you have more time, free time to do your work, engage in your relationships, and just be really, really present in the beautiful moments of life that provide joy. There's so much more available to people once they stop dieting. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.